I appreciate you um, being part of the conference. I appreciate you getting on the phone here with me. It's gonna be sure. rock star, man. We got people are fired up. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna do just over 650 people, somewhere between 650 675. Oh. It's gonna be a great audience. I think you're gonna love it, dude. I think in in terms of uh, in terms of meeting a lot of really cool property casualty people who I think are gonna be super interested in that. And there's a lot of uh, pro- it'll be predominantly property casualty. There'll be yeah. a small cross cut of life, but then there'll be this other cross cut. And this is one of the things that I want to touch on in our talk today, among among a few other things, is. I want to talk about the the life side of the business in particular and and why property casualty agents should start thinking more about life. I know when we did our conversation the first time about recruiting, you know, I mentioned to you that that when we um, sold like a home in auto, we used to just package up a little term life quote and just send it to them with their policy just to get their mind cooking. And I think so many property casualty agents are leaving money on the table because they just don't think about life. So I want to talk a little bit about that too because I think that'll get people's juices flowing so so yeah anything else in particular you want to talk about or questions you have for me you know the the future of um you know why um why the insurance industry is having a hard time recruiting yep and more importantly retaining um you know look at different demographics so it kind of kind of sprinkle in my talk yes yeah uh, oh for sure yeah 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 june yeah so you know you know, we could talk about a little bit about you know the the shift from career to independent. You know, same parallels are happening on the insurance, life insurance side of things, that they are on the PNC side of things too as well. Yeah. You know, I can talk about some of the brand new guys that we're training up, and they're already writing million dollar cases in the yep. in the middle income market. You know, uh, that, that's that's pretty exciting uh, to see. I know. Uh, I see that. I see that all the time on your Instagram. You're gonna, uh, I love. Oh, yeah. I love. I'll get like family, family. You going bananas because someone just wrote some big huge account. I'll be like, <laughs> that gets me all jacked up. Yeah, and I, I spend zero dollars on marketing, man. That's a crazy way. I spend zero dollars on marketing. Yeah. We're using a referral based method. I mean, Ryan, these this is my file folder that take that dominates it dominates my yeah desk. But these are all just referrals. Yeah. Right. Talk talk to my cousin, my sister. These I got endless leads. And then a guy on LinkedIn says, hey, you want to come to my uh, webinar? We can show you how to uh, cold call and go door knocking. Like, what? Yeah. You know, I, I, why do you think that is? Like, why, why do you think it is that? And we can just kind of roll right into the interview here because we'll, we'll do the introduction in a minute. But um, so I, I love the digital marketing stuff. I love it. I think it's great. But really, and this is the thing I always try to instill in people, is it's really just a way to generate referrals and interest. It's not like this this sale. Hard sell. Yes, this hard sell thing. So why is it that you can have a file folder full of full of referrals and 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 leads from people that are that are nice and warm, and then there's some somebody else who's hawking cold calls? And yeah. like, what is the difference there? Like, what am I missing? It can both work, or do you think it's just there's this, they don't, they're, they're missing something. I, I, I have an idea, but I'm super interested in, in what you have to say on this. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Very good. You want, did you want me to answer this? While yeah, yeah. 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 Just rock and roll and I'll just place it in. Okay. Yeah. Sure. I, I, I think, um, there, you know, I, well, no matter what you do, 
Nothing ever replaces a work ethic. So regardless of people are going digital marketing or even cold calling or door knocking, if you're willing to put the time to do it, you're going to be successful. Yeah. So even though even though guys went, went on cold call and door knocking and, and there's even some broker dealers out there, securities guys that have a strategy in their manual on how to pass out 50 business cards a day by sort of door knocking, say, hey, I'm the local person in your neighborhood. Because I just think if you have a hard enough work ethic to do it, you can do it. But I think in a digital world, in an internet-based world, depending on, on, on the uh, uh, clients or agents that you want to attract, I think there's so many good tools today that people can experience you and they knock on your door. They, they, they hit your inbox. Right before I, by the way, right before I just jumped on this, I had to cut this conversation out. I got a new agent from Oregon just call me right now. Yeah, I want to, I was, I want in. I've got an independent, independent agency. I, I just left this major carrier. I, I can't, I can't say, uh, I can't say the name. Let's just say they're, they recruit in mass. Yeah. <laughs> Mutually. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, but, you know, they, they are helping a market that, that, life insurance company does not want to help, which is the multicultural, middle-class, undocumented um, citizen that's here today, and yet the Latino market is a fast, if, if, they, if they don't have a major buying power in America, I don't know who does, but the financial services companies um, haven't adjusted, but this guy is going out there in flea markets where the Hispanic population goes to buy stuff, Right. And and they have a presence there. So there, I think there's a better way to attract people to you rather than just, you know, going there, cold calling, door knocking. But either way, if you have work ethic, either way will work. So, you know, one of the things I think is is uh, is pretty cool about your story is your background in the military and in the Marines. And uh, yep. I've watched a lot of videos that you've done on YouTube, which are phenomenal. We'll have uh, we'll have Matt's YouTube channel linked up in the show notes and stuff. too. Oh, you guys got to check it out. It's awesome. No, it's 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 really, really cool. I, I've, I like went down a little rabbit hole with you and I like watch your trip to D.C. and I watch it. <laughs> it's, it's really good stuff. But um, and I like the way that you make them. It's like informative and it, it talks about who you are and it definitely like endears you to being a potential, someone I could potentially work with. But at the same time, they're like, they're super interesting too. Like there's a whole narrative to them, which I, which I find to be wonderful. I think it shows a really good example. I'm just stroking your ego at this point, but I think it shows a really good example of how to do well done business video that is also very entertaining at the same time. So it, it achieves your goal of, I want to indoctrinate to you to me as someone you can potentially work with, but I don't feel like I'm being sold the whole time. I feel like I'm getting to know you and getting a piece of your story. Okay, so that all being okay. said, um, you have this background in the military and, and and I think that helped instill probably some of it is your nature and some of it is that, uh, okay. this work ethic, right? Um, so so for people who maybe don't ha- didn't come up through sports or didn't come up through uh, something like the military, how do you get that work? Like, is, is there a process to it? Is there a way you can develop that like do you need a mentor like if i feel like i'm not i don't have that like how do i get it yeah so so when when uh when i sat down with patrick i I wrote this down he's he's got he's got a segment of reasons why you're not selling more right is is number one is if if we're not selling more we don't have that work ethic is number one is are, are we really believing what we're doing right do we really believe what we're doing Right. And and if we don't have a belief of the crusade, like before I start any presentation, before I start any t- 
public talk. I'm always talking about why I got involved in the insurance business to begin with. I talk about me making $20,000 a year as a sergeant in the Marine Corps. I talk about me filing bankruptcy in 1996 because I didn't know how to handle $15,000 in credit cards. I talk about being 19 years old and our captain saying, you better get your wills and your life insurance squared away. And it freaked me out for the very first time because I had to make these grown up man decisions because we're about to launch off into Somalia uh, in Operation Restore Hope. So I'm, I'm always talking about two minute story. Everybody in, in the insurance world has a reason why they got involved in the insurance industry. Very few people that I ran into in my last 19 years say, you know, I went to college and I want to be an insurance agent. I, I've never I've never heard that. They may go to New York to be in finance, investment banker, real uh, commercial real estate, but nobody ever says, I want to be an insurance agent. This is like our second, third, fourth career. We kind of stumble into this industry. So number one, why, why are you doing, why, why are we doing what we're doing to, to increase our work ethic? Because our passion alone will increase our work ethic as we go along. Number two would be competency. Do we know what we're doing? One of the first one of the first thing we talk about in the Marine Corps, are we technically and tactically proficient? Do you know what we're doing and how we deploy it? Because if you know what you're doing, how we're doing what we're doing, and when to come in there to fix somebody's problem, then, then we'll, we, we will naturally work. Right, because we recognize, oh my gosh, especially right now in this day and age, so many financial problems in America, and lack of life insurance agents in the marketplace today. So, so many, so many different ways to, to help people out. And then, and then, uh, by the way, did my camera cut nope, out? You're good, man. Okay. Good. And and then number three would be how to. Do we know how to do what we do? Do we know how to run illustrations? Do we know how to really do a public talk? Do we know how to do a first presentation, second presentation, kitchen table presentation? Do, do we know how to get invited to speak at churches, small businesses? There, there, there's a, the how-to uh, aspect of what we're doing. Another aspect of increasing our work ethic is people skills. How do we improve our, our people skills when it comes to uh, when it comes to our business? Because oftentimes, uh, especially at our business, listen, the hardest thing we got to do in our business is deal with people. Oh my gosh, what a rough business, mm-hmm. right? It's not like we have an inventory of life insurance we have to monitor and make sure it doesn't spoil. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? So I think just those five things right there, yeah. four or five things right there will help increase one's work ethic. You know, I, the hardest one, I think for most, if I had to guess the hardest one to overcome out of all those is belief. And I, and I think back to my own career and today I'd like to believe I'm halfway decent salesperson. I know what the first, first day on the job as a, as a PC agent, I, I was a horrendous and so much of it was because I didn't believe in the product I was selling. I didn't understand it enough. I hadn't invested myself in enough, uh, you know, invested myself enough into the product to understand what, what am I actually doing for them? So how do you, uh, maybe manufacture is the wrong word, but, but belief is just such a, it feels intangible, but yet I think it can be cultivated over time. And so how does someone go about developing that belief? Cause I think it leads into what your talk is ultimately going to be about. And one of the things I'm so excited, why, why I'm so excited to have you, I, I'm kind of holding it, the big reveal here, <laughs> but um, you know, what is it, how does someone get, cultivate that belief in the product that they're selling? I, I feel like that's one of the, the main stoppers. You know, I, I, I'm, again, I'm referencing my military experience. When I was in Somalia, Africa, during Operation Restore Hope, and I remember when the UN would put, create their drop shri- shipments, and for the people. But the Somali warlords would come in during the drop shipments of food and medical supplies, right? Nourishment. 
and they would they would hijack basically the drop shipments and they would monopolize and steal from the people their food and then when the people came in i mean i mean this sounds kind of graphic it is graphic but if the people came in because they were hungry they were starving they needed medical supplies the somali warlords would gun them down and and I remember I'm like I'm like uh, I'm, I remember I was I'm a, I'm a door gunner and a frog I'm like hey sir we're we gonna do something about this are we gonna do something about this no 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 we have our own rules of engagement we're here on a peacekeeping mission that's their that's their problem but there's no peace our rules of engagement is not to engage and and then after a while then we got the rules of engagement to engage and I remember telling myself how come we're not fighting for the people that don't know how to fight for themselves and they're hungry they're poor they're starving they're weak. And I translate that to America today. When I see families today, they're hungry, they're starving, they're making poor financial decisions just because they don't know their options. I get angry at that for me personally. And that's where my call to service to help fight for the guy that doesn't know how to fight for themselves simply because they don't know how to, to fight for themselves. That's where my act of service comes in from the battlefield to the boardroom. And that to me, when I see people every day living paycheck to paycheck, when I see people there uh, uh, walking around not with 41% of people don't have life insurance, I think it's even more, uh, more now today, uh, the ratio of people having life insurance versus not, then I see these GoFundMe accounts being popped up on social media, that angers me. It tells me, why aren't we going out there and helping more people? Because GoFundMe is charging people. That's the worst. That's the highest form of yeah. highest cost of insurance. And when I see families going generationally broker and broker, every year because people aren't having this financial conversation in this month april being financially literacy month the way to control the people is to keep them illiterate yeah. to teach them how to read not how to keep books so that's that's where my why comes from ryan yeah because it just goes back to the framing of people are financially getting gunned down right now and, I, and if i have something to say about it on my watch i'm going to do something about it if i can so now you guys know why i am so excited to have matt at this conference <laughs> because that right there like we got i got that from him so the whole how we met is i kind of knew about you you invited me to your podcast we had a just a tremendous all-time con- uh, conversation on your podcast it was a wonderful tons of your audience reached out to me is great um i'm gonna encourage all of you to do the same thing for matt but that type of passion we started talking about why you said at the very beginning why aren't kids thinking that insurance is a career that they could go into why did they think the only financial sector worth their time is down on wall street or you know maybe someplace in chicago right on a trading yep. floor like that is not even close to what i believe being a true financial financial professional, whether it's insurance, property casualty, life, you know, these type of things. That is not what I think of at all. Uh, This is what what you're talking about is what we really do. And when I look out over the ecosystem of agents that I know, it may be slightly different. It may be slightly more or less impassioned, but but it's right there, right? It's this idea that there are people who literally need our help. So, okay. So the, yep. so the, the topic that you are coming into uh, talk about at Elevate is recruiting, right? And, yep. and, and how do we start to change the conversation about what these products are? So, so maybe, and because we didn't do this at the very beginning, and I'm really terrible about this, but I love when I start having a good conversation with someone. <laughs> I don't like interrupting it to do like, let's stop, reset, and do the intro. So let's bring that intro in now. <laughs> let's, uh, yeah, yeah, let's, let's try to reenact every cool thing you just said. So I just like <laughs> let it roll. Um, so, so maybe give us the, the quick elevator pitch on you and what you do. And then I want to roll into your talk a little bit because I'm passionate about the topic of 
recruiting and kind of bringing this sexy back to the industry or maybe if it never was if it, it would never sexy. was sexy making it sexy <laughs> to begin with but um but you and i are so aligned on this so so give everyone a little little elevator on you and what you do and then we'll we'll get into this topic a little more yeah so if, if the one of the questions i ask people if you want to build an agency if you want to build a business and not get caught up in you know in self-employment hell right recruiting the next generation of insurance agents into your marketplace into your backyard into your into your into your business has got to be at the top of your agenda for the next 5 10 15 20 years why this year one out of four insurance agents are gone out of our industry not because the industry is bad but because they're just simply retiring and there needs to be a passing of the torch in terms of leadership and experience on how to help the next generation of people financially uh, uh, both on car insurance PNC side life and life and annuity side to usher in this financial education 101 because it's not being incorporated in our school system so who's going to do it the private sector has got to have to do it for the public sector coming in to do it it's going to take you know 10 15 20 25 50 years to do it but we can work more nimbly we can work more operationally more practically by doing things today and if you, you put yourself in a uh, position of being in front of this wave by the way this wave is already cresting right over the next you know one three five years with the combination of baby boomers and generation Xers maturing and millennials coming up to as well and this digital uh, age and platform not going away you need to be con- considering and thinking about how to build the next generation of people working for your agency for the long term yeah I um, obviously I couldn't agree it's exact same situation in the property casualty industry and so so talk to me a little bit about how you're doing it and maybe tell us a little bit about uh, so so you um, money smarts guy that's you know that's a whole platform that you have and then you're also um, uh, you know, PHP agency and a yep. little bit of that. So, so maybe give everyone a little bit of, of what you do kind of day to day that will yep. give them the baseline for, for where all this is coming from. Yeah. So my background was from 1999 to 2010 was an independent agent. I was, a, I was also a, a, a licensed on the security side of things for 12 years. I was a single father custody of my kids, raising my kids with the freedom, flexibility, and financial upside that this industry provides. And I love it. And I love paying this business for it. Had somebody not recruited me into this industry, I would have still been stuck overseas coming back from Afghanistan or Iraq, possibly missing some limbs and, and definitely half a brain, half a mind. Right, because I've been all caught up in that. I'm thankful that retired masters are took me under to show me this craft and show me this industry. And so, you know, when when we're talking about, you know, uh, uh, building up the next wave is because our industry is lacking. Uh, I, I ask uh, uh, many career agents all the time. I just had a conversation with my, my buddies from Prudential. Prudential used to have twenty five thousand insurance agents. Now they're down to four thousand. And then, and then I asked him another question. So why you call? I said, I said Kareem, why, why, why call me? He says, well, I, because guys don't work out for you, Matt. Maybe they can work out for us. No problem. Because some guys just don't work out for us either. Well, over here, they can go on the investment side of things. Well, what, what's the shot of getting uh, recruited over there? Well, if they don't pass the securities exams, they're done. We have a one-time, we have a one-time policy. You fail your exam, you're not part of our company. Wow, that's that's a pretty high barrier. It's, that, that's not an easy test to, uh, to pass. So what, what we're looking at in terms of building a business with PHP agency, what we find is we're not paying people salary. We're allowing people to start with us on a part-time basis. So therefore they can see whether or not they like this industry. And their c- current job or career is really the natural network for them to go back into. I'll give you an example. If we're recruiting a teacher, which right now in the city of Chicago, the Chicago public school system, very volatile market, 
we have principals and people there have been 15, 20, 25 years getting laid off left and right due to collapsing uh, 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 demographics and, and, and political environment of the Chicago public school system. So don't you think you need a plan B? I mean, rich dad, poor dad, in that book says you always need to be working on a plan B because your plan A fails. You don't want your, your whole financial home crumbling. You need to have a plan B. So we allow people to work with us on a part-time basis and we teach them how to meet and exceed what they're making on a full-time basis with the upside potential of the commissions and fees they can make here on, on life insurance and annuities. And once they do that, we've had an, an a, a overwhelming amount of number of people come in here, start with us part-time, and then the inevitable happens, they get laid off. And, and sometimes before they even thought they get laid off. And they're high-fiving people in the boardroom, like a George Clooney in the movie Up in the Air, <laughs> saying, why are you so happy getting laid off? Because, because I've been an entrepreneur for the last six months, and you just gave me a confirmation what I should be doing, because I took control of my income. And so what a noble profession that we have, Ryan, where we're not only able to help and serve people in a very profound financial way, but along the way, the nobility is we get to help ourselves out along the way too as well. Yeah. And we're able to help people in the most worst financial position in their lives. And I think that's just a great win-win situation all around. You know, I've thought this for a long time, but whoever came up with this, um, you know, the meme of the life insurance agent who looks like a complete square and has a black briefcase knocking on doors and then walk, you know, walking through like the 50s style neighborhood. It's like that meme, which is, you know, 60 plus years old at this point, yeah. is literally still killing, particularly the life side, but the property casualty side as well, because everyone just thinks it's this square guy with no personality knocking on doors and, and adding no value. How do we, how do we break down that meme and start to generate something like like you, man. I mean, yeah. it's it's energy. It's it's a it's a background that you never imagined would fall into the industry. It's a passion for it. It's not you know it's not just the boiler room. Let's sell you some stuff and get on to the next person. It's actually giving a shit about the people that you serve. I mean, yeah. how do we start to break down these myths and teach this next generation professionals that that you can sh you can wake up in the morning and be a life insurance agent or be a property casualty insurance agent and like and pound your chest and be like, I'm doing something good for society. Yeah. Like this is, like you say, you say, use the word noble profession. How do we do that? Yeah, I think, I think with this, I think with this device we have here, right here, Ryan, our cell phones, we have the power, I, I think, I think uh, we have the power. I, mean, I used to pay 5,000 a month to be on radio. I used to pay 5,000 a month to, to do a, a five zip code direct mail campaign to get 50 people at my seminar. I can do that right now for free on my phone. I, I, I can, I, with, for, for Lila, and, uh, um, for Lila is uh, putting 20 minutes of thought about a message I want to do on Monday, Wednesday, Friday to drive people to my event the following Saturday, two weeks away, and build momentum towards that for free, live stream, audio, using Anchor, uh, uh, Anchor as an app, using a Facebook live video, using YouTube live video. I think in this world, and don't think that this is just for 20, 30s and 40 year olds. My mother, who's a 72 year old grandmother, watches a lot of videos. She consumes content via YouTube. Yeah. My mom's got this big iPad. 
She's watching. She's constantly watching my videos, and she's forwarding videos via Facebook. My mom's a better texter than I am. It's like she's <laughs> her the code, IDK. Mom, what does IDK mean? I don't know. Wow, my mom's pretty innovative when it comes to texting. So, so I think that I think using digital format, I think using still an email format. Um, I, I, I again, I, I'm not sure how effective cold calling is because who, who's 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 picking their phones these days, uh, who's opening their doors these days to some stranger knocking at the door. I think I, I think getting people to warm up to you, because remember, to 2010, the last, time, the last time I sold a policy was 2010. Since then, I shifted into media. Since then, I shifted into agency recruitment, training, coaching, and mentoring, attracting people to this industry, with the, which is the lifestyle I used to live, to show people I become a million dollar uh, round table producer, which is the top, you know, you're doing 250,000, 400,000 commissions a year. You can do that inside this industry. And I think when you show your personality about who you are naturally, without having to conform to that briefcase uh, turnstile meme, you're starting to reframe and disrupt our industry and making yeah. people think, well, I, I guess life insurance is, is pretty cool. When you're drying around, like, like I'm working with a comedian right now, I'm probably giving away my next my next video, but uh, we, we, we come with this video, it's like asking these kids, what do you want to do when you grow up? What do you want to do you grow up? What do you want to do you grow up? Right? And this meme is going to say, how about a life insurance agent? Bam, bam, and we're in a Mercedes, right? Cool. Whoa! Check that out. Really? Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, and it, it, it's it's so funny. Like, I think that's awesome. I, why? You know, maybe is it the the industry? I will say it feels like, and in particular on our side, and I don't know how much. I know uh, there's some life insurance in SureTech too. Um, but, you know, on our side, the insure tech companies have really started to shake the tree and make, you know, you can be a developer and come into the space. And there, there are some really cool, fast moving, thought provoking jobs that developers can have inside the space. You know, there are marketing positions that are starting to open up that are really attractive. There's there's all this, you know, I, I, uh, I interviewed an agency um, and they said their last four positions that they hired at their agency non-licensed positions. One was a developer and three were marketing communications professionals. And I think the idea is that when you can bring people in and it's not, you know, I'm going to go bare bones. I'm going to have the fewest number of people that I can have to service my clients and the fewest number of producers that I can actually uh, manage or tolerate so that I can have my second home in Florida and pay for my, <laughs> you know, my Benzo. And like, and and not that those things are wrong, but I think as, as we start to get out of that mold and think more as business professionals, right? Yep. I mean, that's the part that's, we're not insurance agents, we're business yep. professionals who, act, who, act, who provide a service that is yep. facilitated through an insurance product. And that, that simple adjustment seems to be, it's really hard for some people to make, but those who have made it, it like changes the entire game. There, I think there's four evolutions, Ryan. Number one, how do I evol- how do I evolve from being a sales leader to a sales manager? Mm-hmm. How to evolve from a sales manager to a business owner? By the way, that's a tough that's a yeah. tough evolution right there. And then how do I evolve from a business manager to becoming a CEO? Yeah, that, that's right. Leadership is it. So that's the role I, f- I found myself in transitioning over the last six years is going from sales leader, MDRT producer to a sales manager running a small agency, to now running a national agency and then being the CEO of the Money Smart Movement brand. Yeah. You know, that's the role I'm finding, I'm, I'm starting to uh, find myself into now as well. 
and it's it's a it's a fun evolution and and along the way ryan what's cool about this is i got to i get to work and build people and i take what i took best from my marine corps experience which is building small unit leaders and having extreme ownership at the lowest level is some guy comes in and regardless of their their experience in the industry or their title i'm giving them small responsibilities to step to step up to the next responsibility to the next responsibility i just had a 28 year old in our in our managers meeting right now i just had a 28 year old call out all my other managers of other offices how come your standards aren't high here i'm 28 years old you guys think you've arrived already i'm gonna come in and kick all your butts Right, because our business, our business based on capitalism and free enterprise, not on time and service. Time and service is a corporate message. We're we're a free enterprise message. Like yeah. Anybody here can perform, no politics, and you get paid. Yeah, it's a you know it is. Um, it's such an enticing value proposition for people who want to perform. And I think what happens is uh, people who don't want to perform find themselves in positions and then become territorial and build these little fiefdoms up and knock everybody down. So, so let's say, and I think that happens a lot on my side. I don't know the life, life side as well, but on my side, that happens a ton. So you're young and you got energy and you're like, you know what? Somehow I find myself, I'm 25 years old. I find myself in an agency and I look around and I go, holy shit, all the things that I know would help drive sales and help me build my business. I'm told no, I'm pushed down. I'm saying, no, just just go put your rubber sole shoes on and walk the streets and blah, blah, blah. I mean, that happens so much. And then that person gets fed up and they leave and they go do something else. And we just lost as an industry, someone who could be a great, you know, one, a great producer and and a great service provider, but also an evangelist uh, to perpetuate new people in the the space. So great word. So let's say you are that 25 year old and you find yourself in a life or a property casualty agency and you have that person hold you down how do you take that uh how do you take that next step like like what do you how do you sidestep that person how do you how do we not lose that person that's what i'm interested in i I think at the end of the day it's all about numbers right at the end of the day you've got to prove what you think works i think ryan with what you're doing uh, with with uh, a lot of your uh, colleagues and associates that are aligned with this message of innovating the next wave, next generation of insurance agents coming in, I, th- I think you have to say, let, let, me, let me align with the guy that's teaching, coaching, and mentoring me. Let, me. let me align with him, but let me add on this social media component. Let me add on this digital marketing component. Let me do both. Let me cross test and split and say, let me take your traditional methods. Let me take my methods, right? Because I'm, I'm incorporating both. And at the end of the day, next 30 days, see what works. Say, hey, yeah. I've done your method. This was my results. I've created this proof of concept. This works too as well. Less cost, less effort, more enjoyability. I'm happier. Can I do more of this? Well, yeah, because you're producing more. You produce more and you produce more. And then after a while, your concept, your proof of concept is is uh, is proving itself above the uh, traditional yeah. concepts. Like my, my vlogger, he can't believe sometimes my voicemail. Because my voicemail, here's how my voicemail sounds. Hey, Matt, I'm from New York. I want to come on board. Hey, Matt, I'm from Ohio. I want to come on board. Matt, I'm from Maryland. I want to come on board. What? Are, what's the next steps? Like people are just coming to us because they're doing all the research already online. Then I have to spend time cold calling and door knocking and spending time on leads simply because we position ourselves to, to attract. It's easier to pull than it is to push. Yeah, I agree with that, man. 
hey, dude, I want to be respectful of your time. And I, I'm, I'm so excited you are coming to Elevate. You don't even know. And it's like, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to blow. People are going to sit down and I don't think they know what they're getting themselves into. I'm, uh, I'm so excited to have you here. Um, where can people find out more about you and what you do? Because I know they're going to hear this and they're going to want to know more. So how do they, where do they go? Where's the best place to find out more about you? We'll have everything that you're about to say LinkedIn in the show notes as well. And then uh, obviously get your ticket to Elevate because you get to see Matt live. So where's the best places to catch you? Go to my website, moneysmartguy.com. If you're all on social media, LinkedIn, Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, you name it, I'm on Money Smart Guy. People can't spell Sapala, so I just say, you know what, Money Smart Guy. <laughs> uh, you can find me there. And by the way, you can take a peek on what I do every day. Every day I've got about, I don't know, 8, 10, 12 snaps, 8, 10, 12 updates to my story about what my life is like up first thing in the morning, throughout my day. There's nothing I'm hiding. I'm yeah. going to be able to articulate that at the, uh, at, the, at the conference here, which I'm really excited about. Yeah. And uh, see everybody elevate their game to the next level when it comes to building the next generation of recruiting, next generation of new agents entering the marketplace today. Because you recruit a young, a young 20, 30, 40-year-old, and you show them make 100 grand, 200 grand, 300 grand a year, which I know you know how to do already. Yeah. Guess what's going to happen to your income over the next 20, 30, 40 years? It's just going to explode. And best part, you're serving more people. I agree with you, man. I agree. I will give your Instagram a huge shout out. I love your IG. I said at the beginning, it'll be like you and your kids doing something, and all of a sudden, you like mind blown. Someone just sold some big account, and then I'm all jacked up. I need to go sell something. So cool. Hey, man, I appreciate your time. I love it. Thanks for coming on here. This has been phenomenal. Everybody, reach out to Matt. Connect with him on LinkedIn, too. Follow him on Instagram and stuff. And uh, and check out the moneysmartguy.com uh, website and the YouTube videos. Love the, love the YouTube videos. I, I said that a lot. I, I love them. I think they're great. And uh, if you don't have yet, get your ticket to Elevate, elevateconference.com. Go get your ticket. Guys, we have less than 50 tickets left and 70 days till the conference. So we are absolutely positively going to sell this conference out. Uh, you do not want to miss, uh, you do not want to miss any, any of this. This is, this is, this is top notch stuff. So Matt, appreciate you, bud. We're going to get out of here. Brian, appreciate you, man. Look forward to seeing you guys soon. Yeah, all right. If they show love, I'm going to show it back. If the catch is too small, I'm going to throw it back. I've done a lot, but I ain't got a lot to show for that. All right, yeah, let's do that again. If they show love, I'm going to show it back. If the catch is too small, I'm going to throw it back. I've done a lot, but I ain't got a lot to show for that. All right, yeah, let's get into it. A lot of things have happened since we last spoke. Like smash hopes, half empty, not as glasses broke. And I'm the captain of this crash boat. So when it's time to sink and swim, I always choose to do the backflow. I know that not a lot of humans are as sharp as I am. My modesty's my greatest quality. It's not, I'm lying. I know I'm only just all right with this hard of rhyming. No, I'm not applying myself. In fact, I'm hardly trying. But just imagine what would happen if I stuck to rapping, man. I'd probably have a helicopter and a couple mansions with some guard dogs and a bunch of fans they love attacking. Probably not, but it's fun to imagine. Hey, yeah, I can't complain of where I'm at. I'm just happy to be here. I'd be ecstatic if we happen to have a repeat here. Thanks to Pro Leader, I'm rapping the heaters while passing the reefer, man. That's what I call having a breather. If they show love, I'ma show it back. If the catch is too small, I'ma throw it back. I've done a lot, but I ain't got a lot to show for that. I've done a lot, but I ain't got a lot.
hang it Now I'm trying to rap While I act like I don't want to make it So fuck a record deal I only say that Cause they haven't made the offer yet I'm confident they never will My only competition is myself From the year previous It's clear to me I 